You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go go go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7, well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, what's up, everybody? Chris Trapasso here for another episode of the Prospect Podcast, an emergency episode, because Adam Schefter, the time of recording this, seven minutes ago, tweeted that the Jets are trading quarterback Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers for a 2021 sixth-round pick and second- and fourth-round picks in 2022, per sources. Just quick reaction to this. Uh, I'm a little surprised that the Jets were able to get that much for Sam Darnold. Then again, I will say that I have been the least high on Sam Darnold of probably any draft analyst out there. Uh, From his time at USC to when he was a prospect, I thought he was a late um, first-round pick. He goes number three overall after the Jets traded three first or three second rounders to get him. And looking at the Panthers draft picks, they don't have like a bunch of extra picks in 2022 to trade a second rounder and a fourth rounder. Unless there's been an update in the last six minutes. Haven't seen anything about it being a conditional second or fourth. So for the Jets, I think it's a pretty good haul. For a, yes, young and decently talented quarterback who can make some crazy anticipation throws, but has really struggled with decision-making, with just effective play from a clean pocket. I remember seeing from one of the sharp football guys, I think his name is Dan Pizzuta. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That Sam Darnold had a negative EPA from a clean pocket last season. And I know that the... Offensive line wasn't great, but if we're talking about a clean pocket, and I know the receivers weren't good, to have a negative expected points added as a quarterback when everything's good around you, that's a bad sign. There's been a few games in Sam Darnold's career where he's looked like he was going to take the step and be the guy. There's been literally, though, a few of them. Most of his games have been average. A lot of his games have been bad. Bad situation with the Jets, though. Absolutely not all on him. I just think as someone that led the NCAA in turnovers his final season at USC, he's kind of the same guy. Kind of careless with the football. Doesn't read coverages as keenly as he needs to. Pretty mobile, can do some weird arm talent things off platform that are pretty cool. Is that something that he can lean on every game? No. 
Good arm, not a great arm. Good accuracy, not great accuracy. And so to get the sixth rounder this year and then a second and a fourth, to get three picks, two of which are top 125 picks, I think are, I think that's huge for the Jets. And we knew they weren't going to hold on to Sam Darnold. Anyone talking about this over the last couple of weeks or months, it was obvious they were talking him up to keep his trade value high. They have the number two overall pick. They're picking Zach Wilson. There's like a 1% chance they're going to pick uh, Justin Fields. It's going to be Zach Wilson. It made no sense for a GM that had zero ties to Sam Darnold and a new defensive-minded head coach that certainly has no ties to Sam Darnold to even have him on the roster. Because he, it's not as if Sam Darnold is in his seventh or eighth season and he knows he's a backup and he's really going to just step aside for a rookie coming in. I, I think Sam Darnold would have been like, hey, I was the number three overall pick four years ago. I want to be the starter. And there would have been a weird quarterback competition and controversy. Zach Wilson didn't explode out of the gates. So it was obvious that he was going to be traded. I've been saying that for weeks, months now. But for them, the Jets, to get three picks, a sixth rounder and a second and a fourth, I think it's really good because they're a team that still has a lot of holes on offense and on defense. They could be better. They probably will be better bringing in Kyle Lawson, bringing in Corey Davis, bringing in Keelan Cole. They have a bunch of draft picks. And if you hear any background noise, that is my two-year-old daughter, Sophie, voicing her displeasure that she's not eating her dinner yet. Uh, it's a roster though that needs a lot of reconstruction. And I think Joe Douglas getting three picks for Sam Darnold is really good. And they're in a great situation because they will be able to pick Zach Wilson at number two for the Panthers. I think it's a little desperate. This one is, I mean, most draft trades or, or trades in the NFL that involve draft picks for the most part, I say, you know what? There's not a clear winner and clear loser. It makes sense that the team that is getting draft picks in return, they're rebuilding. I get that. And the other team needs a good player. So that's fine. The Panthers are kind of rebuilding too. They definitely are. Even to win five games last year, I think that was a pretty big win for Matt Rule in his first season with how bad that defense was and how young that defense was. I just don't know. I don't think, not that I don't know, I don't think that Sam Darnold is that much of an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater that you bring him in and it costs you three picks. The sixth rounder this year, and they do have three sixth rounders in 2021, two um, compensatory picks late in round six. But in 2022, I mean, that is the draft where they're going to be like, man, we're ready to kind of gear up that I think the Panthers will be better in 2021. Six, seven, eight, nine wins potentially. And 2022 is the draft where they need a lot of ammo. If they want a quarterback, I mean, maybe they're really into Sam Darnold, but the evidence that he has shown at the NFL level is not that he is a huge upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. I don't really think he is. And Teddy Bridgewater's has a... Tenuous grasp on the starting job, obviously. I think at this point, seeing that the Panthers gave up that much for Sam Darnold, they're probably penciling him in as the starter, which that makes kind of no sense to me. 
Like the season that Teddy Bridgewater had, good conservative play, never really elevating everyone around him, but had some good outings, some bad outings, not a lot of turnovers, not a lot of crazy plays outside the pocket, but you know what you're getting with him. And then all of a sudden, after the year and the first three seasons that Sam Darnold had with the Jets, he's a starting quarterback again. So for the Panthers, I think it a little bit reeks of desperation when they were sitting there at number eight overall, and maybe they just feel like the top four quarterbacks are going to be gone. So they said, hey, we, we're not going to get to Sean Watson now. Who knows what's going to happen with him with all of that craziness off the field. Russell Wilson's not going to be traded most likely. Maybe the Panthers just thought, hey, this is the best case scenario. I, I would have rather them trade much less, maybe even just a sixth rounder and a fourth next year for Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is actually pretty similar to Teddy Bridgewater. But three picks for Sam Darnold. And again, you're going to hear a lot of other analysts that I respect, but in this case disagree with, say this is perfect for Sam Darnold. He's got a great head coach. Matt Rule did such a good job building up Temple and then Baylor. The offensive line is a little better. The position, the skill position groups with Christian McCaffrey, with DJ Moore, with Robbie Anderson is better than what he had with the Jets. They did lose Curtis Samuel in free agency. They brought in David Moore, explosive downfield guy from the Seahawks. Brought in Dan Arnold, an underrated pass catching tight end from the Cardinals. I like Ian Thomas, fourth round pick in 2018 out of Indiana. But is it a skill position group and an offensive line that is like way better than the situation he had with the Jets? DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, David Moore, Brandon Zilstra. No, it's not. I love Taylor Matone. Matt Paradis is a good center. Greg Little has been eh at left tackle. Dennis Daly, okay at left guard. Pat Alfline has not been good at right guard. They signed him from the Jets, but he previously or he started his career with the Vikings and was kind of a bust of a pick. So to trade to be a team. That is at the not the ground floor of your rebuilding process because it, you are going into year two with Matt Rule, but to trade three picks, I think is just too hefty of a cost. And the other problem with that too is that Sam Darnold is entering his fourth year in the NFL. His contract isn't crazy cheap. I know that. Since the rookie wage scale, it's easy to think that even high-end first-round picks um, are super cheap, but they're not. I mean, he signed a four-year, $30.2 million fully guaranteed deal with the Jets after being the number three overall pick in the 2018 draft. And the Panthers would then have to make a pretty big decision after this season on Sam Darnold to say, Hey, what, what are we doing with him? And would the fact that they traded three picks, two of which are the, the more valuable selections around two and around four come in 2022 when they, maybe they do hit on Sam Darnold. They would like to build around him more than they already have for Teddy Bridgewater, but they won't be able to do that as well as they could have because they won't have those second and fourth round picks. But 
will those three selections traded to acquire Sam Darnold be baked into a decision of, hey, we're going to extend him? I don't know. I, I don't think it, it should. In a vacuum, you should just be evaluating players not based on where they were picked or how much you traded to get them, but I think that ultimately does happen. I mean, his cap number is nine, almost $10 million this year. So the Jets will have to figure out, or the Panthers will have to figure out what they want to do with him for that fifth-year option. And then if, are they extending him? Are they giving him a huge deal? Are they going to try to find a middle ground in this middle tier financially at the quarterback spot that's starting to exist a little more but still not very prevalent in the NFL? I mean, I, I get that they – like I'm okay with them – being ready to move on from Teddy Bridgewater. They clearly signed him as a stopgap type and not expensive. But Sam Darnold, the sixth rounder I can deal with. Six rounders aren't going to make your roster too often. The second and the fourth rounder in 2022 in your third year of your rebuilding process, those are hefty. Those are important picks, especially that second rounder. The Panthers win six, seven, eight games they're going to be picking between number 10 and number 16 overall in next year's draft class. They'll have that pick in all the rounds. So now they'll have that first rounder, but they won't pick again until round three. And we know, of course, that there are Pro Bowl players picked in round two every single year, a ton of them. So to not have a second round pick to acquire Sam Darnold, I don't love it. But again, for the Jets, hats off to Joe Douglas. Let's take a look at what the Jets now will have as they are continuing with their rebuilding process. This year, now, they have two first-round picks in round one. Number two, and I believe it's in the mid-25 overall. I've done enough mock drafts. I should have the whole draft order in my head. I'm almost there. Two first-rounders this year. They have that pick from the awesome Jamal Adams trade. Round two. They have their own. They have two in round three from that Jamal Adams trade. Good job, Joe Douglas, again. A fourth rounder, that's their own. In round five, they have two picks from that Leonard Williams trade, which, wow, was that amazing. They have a sixth rounder from a trade, and they don't have a seventh rounder. And then add that other sixth rounder in from this deal to get Sam Darnold. So they do have two sixth-rounders, but no seventh-rounder. They have a ton of picks. That's what you want to build your team. They need offensive line help. They need more juice in their secondary. They could use someone opposite Carl Lawson, whom they signed in free agency. The linebacker group isn't great. The safeties, I mean, I like Marcus May, their franchise player. They could use another safety. They could use more interior pass rush. And then in 2022... Two first-rounders. Insane. And that Jamal Adams trade is like the Laramie Tunsil trade 2.0. Their own picks in round two and round three. Plus the round two selection from the Panthers. So two second-rounders, two first-rounders. They did trade away a fourth-round pick in that Jamal Adams trade to the Seahawks, but now they get one, they recoup one. 
from the Panthers, so they still have a fourth. They have two fifths from the Avery Williamson trade when they traded that linebacker to the Steelers last November. They have three sixth-round selections, trading Jordan Willis and Steve McClendon, plus their own. So we'll see if Joe Douglas continues to make the right picks. I think Mekhi Becton was a good selection for them last year in round one. We'll see if he makes the right picks, but he definitely has the ammunition to round out this roster around Zach Wilson, and it needs still, again, a lot of help. What other areas can I cover? Let's go quickly to how this impacts the top 10. It's funny, I just did a Denver Broncos video spot, Broncos beat with Alexis Perry uh, yesterday, and we talked about like which teams could the Broncos trade up with if they want a quarterback, and I said, you know, they have to just look out for Carolina because that is a team that made it known or it was leaked that they offered Teddy Bridgewater in a trade for Matthew Stafford. They were so in on Deshaun Watson. So if the Broncos wanted to get a quarterback, they needed to at least get to number seven overall, if not higher. Now that is out of the question. I mean, I guess the Panthers could pick a quarterback, but I highly doubt it at this point. That's another part of it that makes it bad for Carolina. They're sitting there at eight unless they have gotten very good intel that obviously Lawrence and Wilson are going to be gone. And then Fields and Trey Lance are going to be gone before they go on the clock at eight. You couldn't have traded a third round pick and a fifth rounder to Cincinnati or exactly what you traded for Sam Darnold to Cincinnati or to Miami or to Detroit to even move up one spot. To pick a quarterback, Trey Lance or Justin Fields? Instead, you go with Sam Darnold. I don't understand it. But it takes them out of the quarterback running. So I think if you're the Broncos, if you're their new GM, George Payton, that has, I've said this many times, he was in Minnesota when they signed Kirk Cousins and when they signed Brett Favre. So he's not afraid to make a big splash at the quarterback spot. They got to be happy if they don't believe in Drew Locke after one full season as a starter. Because just takes a quarterback needy team off the board right in front of them. So if Trevor Lawrence goes one overall, he's going to. Zach Wilson two, whoever the 49ers are going to pick, I think it's going to be Justin Fields. At three, the Falcons are going to get a lot of phone calls about teams that are interested in Trey Lance, they could just say, screw it. We're not trading back. We're picking Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. Bengals, I think it's Penny Sewell or Jamar Chase, and I think it's a 50-50 split at this point. Dolphins will pick either Alabama wide receiver, most likely. The Lions are a little bit of a wild card because they have so many needs, but I don't think they're going to go quarterback. Jared Goff is almost assured to be the starter there in Detroit for the next two seasons based on his contract. And then Carolina can go defense. They could pick a corner. They could pick, they could be the team that picks the first defensive player off the board. They could pick offensive tackle if they don't like Greg Little or they want to give him more competition. I mean, Matt Rule has no ties to the 2019 second round pick out of Ole Miss, who has not 
particularly played very well in his first two seasons. Had some injuries, too. So the Broncos, if they wanted to get risky, and I don't think teams like to be risky when it comes to quarterbacks in the draft, they could probably stay put and have a okay chance to land Trey Lance? Mac Jones, if they want to say, hey, we can give you something similar to what you had at Alabama in terms of a pretty good offensive line and a lot of speed and talent at wide receiver. So it decreases the likelihood that the Broncos will have to move up. And again, that's for Carolina to take themselves out of the quarterback running in such a good quarterback class when they are already inside the top 10. I just don't understand it. I mean, yes, I've been a big proponent of saying, you know, there's good quarterbacks every year. These kids are in an elite 11 camps, and I hate saying kids, but these younger guys, these high school quarterbacks are playing seven on seven when they're in middle school, when they're they're in elite 11 camps in high school. They're very well coached. They're throwing the football a ton. They're in the shotgun. They're everything spread out. There's good quarterback prospects in every class, just about. I think it's going to become the norm just like the wide receiver position because of just how the college game is structured and how the high school game is structured today. So from that perspective, you could say, you know what? The Panthers, if they if Sam Darnold flops and Teddy Bridgewater's contract is done or, or they move on from him, they could just pick a quarterback next year. They could. But does Matt Rule want to spend 2021 losing a bunch of games again? and having another top 10 pick to then have the chance to pick whoever is the second or third or fourth rated quarterback in the class in terms of just the consensus of of where that quarterback would fall? Probably not. Matt Rule signed this super long contract, but we know if you go two full years as a head coach or a GM and you're losing, year three is majorly you're on the hot seat. So they're at eight. It's a very top-heavy, deep quarterback class at the top, and they've taken themselves out of the quarterback running by trading three picks to the Jets for Sam Darnold. Hats off to the Jets. Carolina Panthers, I don't really understand it, but now you have to really load up in this draft for Sam Darnold and see if you can get the absolute most out of him again. Offensive line, I already listed that. Not amazing. Taylor Matone is a very, very good right tackle. I like DJ Moore. I like Robbie Anderson. They need another receiver for sure. They could use a tight end. And then on defense, Brian Burns is one of the better young edge rushers in the league. Yatir Grossmatos played pretty well uh, after an injury early in the season, I believe, at that edge rusher spot opposite. Brian Burns, Derek Brown played great, played better than I thought he would, especially as a pass rusher at defensive tackle. Shaq Thompson, good, not great. They signed Denzel Perryman, not a real needle mover at the middle linebacker spot. I like Hassan Reddick, especially reuniting with Matt Rule as Temple head coach. But did he sign a bigger deal because of, you know, one game where he had a bunch of sacks and a career year that was a little bit of an outlier? Probably. Jeremy Chin loaded the stat sheet. I absolutely loved him as a prospect. Thought he was a first-round talent. They got him late in round two. Was it the last pick in round two? Great value there in Jeremy Chin, the free safety, strong safety, slot defender, linebacker. But the corner group, Dante Jackson, Troy Pride, Rashawn Melvin, the other safety spot. They don't have Trey Boston anymore. He's still a free agent. They could definitely go corner at number eight overall. 
But then is that hurting Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold needs more weapons around him. For as good and consistent as DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson have been in their careers, and there is a little connection, the Robbie Anderson-Sam Darnold connection, which could be baked into the decision a little, but it's not a great receiver group. It's not deep. We're, teams today are going three and four wide receivers deep, but talented guys that can produce. And the Panthers just don't have that right now. So if they go with a bigger need in round one, it helps the defense, makes the team probably a little better or more well-rounded. But it probably hurts the development of their young quarterback, Sam Darnold, or if Teddy Bridgewater wins out at a in a quarterback competition, it certainly doesn't help him either. So hats off to the Jets, their GM, Joe Douglas, getting three picks, a sixth rounder in 2021, second rounder and fourth rounder in 2022 to acquire Sam Darnold, who has not really shown that he can be anything but a average journeyman quarterback at best and turns the ball over far too often. As for the Panthers, not a fan of this trade. And I'm, if you look back at, at any of my reaction on Twitter or in any of these emergency podcasts of trades, normally they seem pretty sensible on both sides. Maybe one team trades a little bit more than the other. This one I do not like at all for the Carolina Panthers. Because of my view of Sam Darnold, what he's shown in first three seasons, rarely if ever flashed and elevated those around him. And yes, the situation was not good. I get that. But to trade that much, and it's not crazy. A sixth rounder and a fourth rounder aren't a lot. The second rounder is a lot. I thought, and I'm not great at pegging where these, what the value on the open market will be for players. I will admit that because all it takes is one team to offer something crazy like this and the other team accepts. And then that's what the value was for Sam Darnold. But I thought maybe one fourth rounder, a fourth and a seventh or something like that to get that second rounder in there in 2022, when the Panthers need to have that pick to rebuild, continue the rebuild. I don't like it. All right, that'll do it for me. This was an emergency episode of the Prospect Podcast. Thank you for listening.